This is Ash Raymond. You're listening to Albion Bean and Gone. So just a couple of minutes left. Brighton have to hang on with 10 men. And here come Palace now. That's a nice pass into the area. Need to get a shot away. There's the drive. Oh, it's crept in. Sensational 90th minute. Put Palace ahead for the first time in the game. With seconds remaining, surely. That's all three points for the visitors. Ah, Zesh Raymond again. Yep. Back, yeah, Pakistan well, international. Back to the, the where we started. Back yeah. to the start. Yeah. So we've we've actually uh, how many of these have we done? Uh, I think this is episode fourteen. Oh wow! Yeah. Wow, I think and so. we're pretty we're hitting the end of the season. Yeah. Well, uh, the season starts finishes this Sunday. It it, it does yeah. it does. Uh, and time of recording, Brighton have got two games left yep. tonight against Man City. It's the last game at Amex tonight, isn't it? Yeah. And fans are back. Yes. That must be uh, something to look forward to. Not for you. You're not going. No. Nah. <laughs> but uh, if you're there, then um, have a great time. Or yeah. actually, you've probably had a great time already because you'll listen to this on Friday. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, he'll be on released after the game. But Do you think that... Uh, it matters. It's Man City, so you, you say you get pummeled like five nil. Do you think people will just be pleased to be back in? I think so. Yeah, it, the the result doesn't really matter to be honest. It's a bit, bit of a dead rubber. Yeah. Brighton are notoriously bad after the job's done. We come. We we do tend to down tools in in every aspect. Actually, that's yeah. true from what we've looked at over the uh, over the course of this series. Mm. Um, so we were 14 of these sitting in my little room. Yeah. We've been through a few lockdowns. Yeah. <laughs> and a little idea that just kind of started out in the park. Um, and it's been it's been really nice to uh, to have some feedback. We've, we've seen various things written on North Stand chat. Yeah. So and actually generally, like, yeah, nice messages. It's nice that people are, A, listening... That we're not just talking to ourselves, yeah. Which, which would be fine, but the thing it's, it's is, I feel like you would be more than happy talking to yourself, yeah. <laughs> because you just said on the way over here to record, you stopped off to have a little beer with yourself, yeah. And in fact, actually, more so, a couple of weeks ago, you sent me a picture of having a well, a beer outside, and there was a, a second beer, and I thought, <laughs> yeah. well, who have you met for a drink? No one. It's, 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 <laughs> it's after job interview, so I was just like. Oh. Let's just have a nice little two beers. Wind down. Yeah, a nice little two beers. The reason was that, um, so uh, I think the table, because obviously uh, it's at a time when they could only have outside seating, so there was only limited thing. And I had about 40 minutes before the table I was on was reserved for someone. So I was like, I might as well just get two rather than wait for my second. I'll get two now. Yeah. How does your. Um how does those conversations happen in your marriage? Now, so in my relationship, I she find... Know. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I'm not allowed to do this like... I might as well buy two. So the other day, mm. uh, Mel pulled me aside. That sounds like a, you know, <laughs> like it's the office. And she said, oh, why, why is there uh, five Reese's Nutrageous bars in the basket? And I said, well, because they're on offer. And she went, well, so what, why did you buy five? Well, I was like, because they're on offer. Stockpile mm. them now. They're... Well, how much are they normally? Well, they're normally £1.50. How much were they on offer? £1. Okay. So, in theory, it felt like, you know, 
She said, are you going to have them all at once? I said, no, I'll, I'll cut them up into little <laughs> amounts. And that happens, I mean, in, in everything. We all, mm. Most of our arguments come from whether or not we should buy two cheeses for three pounds. Because okay. she says, you only need, well, we only need one block while we're buying two. Do you have any of that kind of... Um, not really, because we obviously... Uh, I think a large part of our shopping is for our child, so... Yeah. It's kind of like just stockpiling stuff that he likes, and then I'll have a bit of it as well. How Yeah, how does your shopping work? Do you get uh, like a little bit, I don't know, 10% of fun things? Um, occasionally. I mean, we do... Uh, we kind of try to get... We either do Aldi or Morrison, so it's fairly low budget anyway. Again, there are other all other supermarkets, mm. but if you want to give us... Yeah. Nappies. I'd love to be sponsored by I love Aldi beers. Is Aldi your favourite of the yeah, cheaper yeah. ones? I think mainly for the alcohol. Just I love the... Uh, they're like not, like they're really blatant rip-offs of stuff. So like yeah. um, beer and Mapelli instead of beer Moretti. Oh, yeah. Um, we did this a few weeks ago. Why don't you hit me with them and see if I can remember whether I got it right. Um, okay, so what is what is the real version of anti-establishment IPA? <laughs> oh, I have no idea. Uh, can you give me a clue? Like, what's another... Like, what's the word... Like, one word that would kind of sum up anti-establishment? Stella. No, that's <laughs> like... An a- it's punk IPA. Oh, and it's called... Is it called <laughs> anti-establishment? Right? And it's almost exactly the same packaging, like exactly the same labels and stuff. Wow. <laughs> okay. But their... Uh, yeah, their version of Lef is really nice. Saint-Pierre. And um, their, uh, their vice beers are really good. Yeah. You really do love a vice beer, I don't do you? I do love a vice beer, yeah. Yeah. Um, we should release the second season just purely on you educating me on cheap beer, cheap <laughs> yeah, knockoff beer. I'd beers. be up for that. It's literally, uh, I'd I'd recommend just heading down Aldi and just just going with the flow, really. And you can kind of tell what everything's supposed to be. So yeah, I did know. I've I've only been in Aldi twice. Wherever. In this local Aldi, yeah. Wow. Because what well, little just little up the nearer, road. Yeah. Okay. And I I was. See, I can walk to Aldi from mine. Mm. I had a good time in Aldi, mm. but I wasn't allowed on the alcohol because I was with Mel, wasn't I? Mm. She said, oh, well, we're here for berries. <laughs> it makes her sound awful, doesn't it? No, she, you know, yeah. I'm allowed to buy, you know, the odd gin bottle. Mm. She's, you've, got, you've got quite a good selection. Of we've got a good gin alcohol. selection. Yeah. yeah, we've got a Jaffa cake gin. Mm. Do you like gin? I can't remember. No, not really. Is it too fancy? Yeah. I I don't, the only spirits I like are I like rum and I like whiskey. Okay, that's pretty much it. And what about an Aldi whiskey? Have you got one of those? Uh, not I've got an Aldi rum at the moment, um, which is their version of Kraken. I, called, I think I remember C-Dog. you telling me about that. Yeah. And that's good. It tastes exactly the same as Kraken, to be honest. Great. I, as far as I can tell, it would anyway. be quite a fun job, wouldn't it, to uh, work for one of these budget supermarkets? Mm. And your aim is right. Okay, Dave. All we need is a uh, well. They brought out peanut butter Kit Kats. We need you to do one for us. Yeah, I imagine they work very closely with the legal team. Do you think? Yeah. 
<laughs> well, they obviously got sued by M&S, didn't they? Yeah, well, the, I was just uh, going to bring up the Caterpillar. Yeah. yeah. Uh, have you ever... I haven't even seen a Cuthbert knocking no. around. And I, I thought they were all called Colin. I didn't realise M&S owned Colin the Caterpillar. No, me neither. No. Uh, did you know that it was... Well, they came out in 1989. What did? Uh, these Caterpillar cakes. Did they? Yeah. Uh, and M&S bought the rights to them in 1990. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, in fact, we never shopped at M&S, and I always had Caterpillar cakes at various parties. So, so they just, your parents just went there for the Caterpillar? No, I don't even think we went to get that. Oh. As in, it, it, everybody's knocked them off. Oh, okay, got you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's loads of versions of it, yeah. Um, cool. So, have you got any news? this week um no nothing my 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 leaking got fixed oh yeah how did you was it the guy a guy sorted it yeah did Uh, you sort it at all no but uh the our our boiler packed in later that day so we had to get a second guy to come in why don't you go back to the same guy oh because there's another guy who had previously worked on the boiler and i liked him so i thought i'll get him in okay yeah um yes that's fixed as well yeah not much else really so in the modern times getting a guy how do Mm. you find said guy check a trade Oh, you go straight to check a trade. Oh, yeah, 100% of the time, yeah. Did you know I used to, well, not used to, I wrote the old theme tune for Check a Trade. No. <laughs> did not. Well, check a trade, check a trade.com. No, that's, <laughs> that's the one I didn't write. Oh. <laughs> I wrote one for before that. Ah, uh, before they're big. Yeah, before they were. No, well, they were still quite big. They were sponsoring ITV News, uh, big... ITV Weather. Yeah. And I, uh, I met the daughter of the Check a Trade. CEO. Yeah. And basically, I think it was a, some sort of scheme to get me dating her. So I could write that. Yeah. And turns out I could have charged a lot more money oh. than I did. Because they asked me for any figure. And I thought, I was at uni. And I thought, uh, oh, how much do you charge someone yeah. for this kind of work? It's going to take me about two, three hours. So I thought three grand's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think three grand's more than fine for three hours' work. When I told the guy, he bit my hand off. He was ready to do Yeah, you've been mugged off then. <laughs> <laughs> Lo and behold, dating didn't work out. They changed the theme tune after <laughs> 10 months. Um, probably the Walla Walla one. Yeah? Yeah. Fancy giving it to No. <laughs> Well, so today we're kind of recording a little bit blind, don't we? Yeah, I've got no idea what we're talking about, yeah. No, well... In fact, I literally texted you saying, I I have no idea what we're going to talk about. And I thought that from your text that you were suggesting just to boycott this last episode. <laughs> is that is that correct? Um, Not necessarily. I just kind of couldn't be bothered to uh, think of a theme. Well, I have some news for you. Okay. It, and when I tell you it, you'll go, oh yeah, I do kind of remember that. Mm. So we're at the, at the end of season one and, and basically your aim, what has your aim been for for this? Educating me about the history of Brighton. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. It's resulted in uh, this week I bought myself and Elias, my four-year-old son, season tickets. Did you really? Yeah. Wow. 
So we are going to be in the stands together. That is brilliant. Come August. Yep. And so what I thought we could talk about today was a, a day out at the various stadiums. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm up for that. Yeah. Okay. Um, because, well, day out at football with your dad, it was something that I always dreamed about having. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my dad's uh, a Reading fan, which is, you know, where I sort of grew up supporting Reading. Yeah. Um, you know, we live in Littlehampton, so going up to the Medeski, or as it was before... Oh, I can't even remember what it's called now. Something Park. Elm Park. That's it. <laughs> Why do you know everything? Oh, I just do. <laughs> um, it's called autism, isn't yeah, it? I think so, yeah. <laughs> Undiagnosed. Um, yeah, so my first Reading game wasn't until I was about 15, 16. Um, Dad's not a big football fan. He supports them, as in yeah. he follows the scores on teletext. Okay. And he's still now as well. Okay. Yeah, does it hasn't like does teletext exist? Yeah. <laughs> so instead of you have to download an app for it. Just use BBC Sport. Mm. That is very much teletext. Growing up, mm. you couldn't uh, get on and watch I don't know Sharky and George until Dad had finished eating cornflakes in front of teletext. Okay. <laughs> 3.02. That was football, wasn't yes. it? Yes. Yeah. So 300 was sport, and 3.02 was the football. Yeah. Um. So, I didn't really go to much live football. I've only mm. been to three, four games with him. Yeah. And everything else has been off my own accord. So, yeah. when Eli was born, I signed up to be on the waiting list for okay. season tickets at Brighton. So, I thought it'd be a really nice thing for me to take him, thinking, wow, this waiting list will take ages. Who knows if yeah. I'll ever get there. And I think the waiting list is pretty much evaporated now i think so it was five thousand and something when i joined it and then i got an email earlier in the week saying you are number one on the waiting list it took me as a bit of a shock east and lower or yeah well so that's yeah we're in the fan we've uh, bought family tickets he has no idea i feel like potentially it's come one year too early for him Um, but i consulted a few people And they just said you might never get another go. So yeah, that's true. Um, we will be joining in with the family zone, whether or not they sing. I don't know. Um, I uh, it seems always always seem to be they do actually, but in quite a shrill way. Okay, <laughs> okay. So, what did you like about going to football? Uh, so, did you go with your dad? Yeah, I mean, again, I think I'd say my dad is much more into cricket. So cricket is definitely... So most... I've got way more uh, memories of going to cricket with my dad than football. I think we went to Goldstone a few times. Um, and and this was very much... It would have been like the last two seasons at the Goldstone. Um, so my, my... Obviously, my first experience of going to football were with my dad we actually um i think my first ever game was actually uh do you remember a tournament called the intertoto cup i really remember it yeah. yes so for some reason and i don't think it's ever been explained but in about 94 or 95 um the the english teams are in the intertoto cup were tottenham and wimbledon and they 
for some reason played their games at the Goldstone Ground in Brighton. Wow. I, I have no idea why. Um but uh so my first ever my first ever game in football was Wimbledon against Besiktas. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And there's like um you had like like Turkish ultras at the Goldstone Ground. Fantastic. <laughs> Um, and this would have been in what, like August? Yeah, basically a pre-season friendly kind of time. Yeah, because yeah. the Intertoto Cup, didn't that start like July the 1st? Yeah, it's it basically over the summer. And then I think the winners got to then qualify for the UEFA Cup. Cup. So, That's right. Yeah, it's such a weird competition. And I think they've kind of brought a, an equivalent of it back. Yes, with the the Europa Conference, Conference yeah. League. But um, yeah, so my, yeah, my first ever game was... Wimbledon against Besiktas. Okay, so let's let's dive back into that day as yeah. much of it as you can remember after this break. Very good. Okay, so I don't know what you were like at drama, uh, well, in drama, shall I say, at school, but we're going to mm. go back. It's the morning of... The Intertoto Cup, your first game ever. Yeah. How did you feel waking up? What do you, what do you remember about waking up, mm. knowing you got football later on in that day? And then any rituals? Uh, not at that point. Um, I definitely, um, when I first started, when I went started going like with my friends, when we we go to with team together. I definitely had rituals then. Okay. Um, but I would have been like maybe like six or seven at this point, something like that. Um, I, I, I genuinely cannot remember anything about it. You, do, <laughs> you don't even remember being excited? I, I'm sure I would have been really excited. I, I'm sure I would have been. I think what I'm always uh, fascinated by is when you hear about like often... Uh, players that have now retired, but they talk about going to grounds with their, often with their dads, yeah. and um, it all being sort of waking up. It was it's the build up to the game. Yeah, I didn't really have that Wimbledon against Besiktas. No, well, well, I say my first. So my first Brighton game was um, was I, I, I imagine was later on that season, which is Brighton against Brentford. Good. It was nil nil draw. Um, I don't think there was a single shot on target. Nicky Forster played for Brentford. Okay. I remember that. And I, f- I remember the most ex- the most exciting aspect of the game was that... Um, so, Brighton had just signed Craig Maskell, who uh, he... I was under the impression that he'd be amazing because he was in that year's Premier League sticker album. Wow, okay. For Southampton. Um I wouldn't say he's amazing, but yeah. So I was very excited to see him on the team sheet. <laughs> um, I've got a sticker of him. Yeah, I was definitely that. I definitely was very excited that day, and I, I think, um, and the Goldstone at that point was really run down. I mean, quite a lot of it was shut off. Um, so it was. It probably wasn't even like three quarters, like even available to have people in it's probably maybe like five or six thousand people there something like okay. that um and yeah i think it's little things like the smell of the smell of going to football is really 
uh, distinct. You've got like the grass. You've got at that point cigarette smoke. I thought you were going to talk about burgers then. The burger vans are definitely a big one. That's and the onions. Mm. So it, I think I think the main thing of it is the almost like the smell of the ground when you're walking up to it and you've got all the floodlights and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's really exciting. Let, uh, let me put you in uh, my shoes. It was August. Yeah. I can tell you that. And we were at my grandma's house and then dad came and said, oh, I've just found out it's kids for a quid at the Medeski. <laughs> Do you want to go to your first game? Wow. It was um, Reading v Rotherham. Okay. It was also nil-nil. Yeah. And uh, let, let me just say that the build-up to a game at the Medeski isn't quite the same. Okay. So you've you got to get on the ring road, park in the uh, retail park. Yeah. And just next to M&S, next to Waitrose, okay. have a little wander up. Reading used to be sponsored by Waitrose, they didn't did. they? Yeah, the, yeah. Most, the most middle-class <laughs> sponsor a football club has ever had. <laughs> That's right. And and I, it, the game was attended to by a couple of thousand. Now, you've been to Medeski. It's not, it's not mm. small, is no, it? no, it's, it's maybe like what twenty five thousand capacity yeah. tonight. Yeah, yeah, and, and it was drab, mm. and, and so I don't really know how I've ended up here, loving football, like I do. Uh, I would say I probably enjoy the build up to a game yeah. more than actually watching the game. I don't know if yeah. it's the same. I um, so I, I really most of my memories were were with Dean based. Yeah. So I, I lived around the corner from Withdean Stadium for most of the time they were there, and and quite a lot of my friends lived nearby as well. So we'd quite often meet up before and kind of wander up. And um, one of the great things about Withdean was well, so great things, but one of the little quirks was that uh, part of the planning uh, application was that they weren't allowed more than 10 minutes of pre-match music well i was okay so i was about to see if i could get you on that all right so uh by all accounts with dean you were only allowed uh for actually this was for one season sussex by the sea and that was it okay yeah yeah i think yeah and then they so the the pa was run by a guy called john bain who's uh so he's a punk poet called attila the stockbroker and he would quite he would um, play a lot of like obscure ska records and stuff. Yes. Like that. So it was about ten minutes of that. Sussed by the sea, then it's kick off. <laughs> uh, was there a pub that? I think we've spoken about this before. Mm, I mean, for a lot of it, I was a teenager. Um, there's like um, I can't even remember what. It's not a harvester. It's um, <laughs> it's it's I can't remember what what chain it is that's literally next to Withdean State. It's in like it's all part of a big kind of sports complex really. Um yeah it's run by Freedom Leisure. Yeah. Um so it's one of those kind of chain pubs. I yeah I would have been too young really so it literally would have been probably me up at like a mate's house, have like a glass of coke and then trot up. That would be You're most coming of for my... a coming for a glass of coke and yeah. a and a little bit of songs about Jane. Yeah. <laughs> No, not on that guy. It, 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 yeah, it probably might have involved a quick game of Pro Evo. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so, it, but 
I still, I was always, even if it was a game against like Mansfield Town, as a teenager, I'd always have a little knot in my stomach, like little loads of excitement, um, which I don't have anymore. Unfortunately. No, it's, it's gone. And um, so you're asking earlier about pre-match um, rituals. Um, I had to kind of, when I started this, I had to very clear this with my mum because um, my my pre-match rituals <laughs> to do to go to the toilet com- <laughs> completely naked with the door open. <laughs> so I very much had to be like, Mum, I'm doing my ritual. <laughs> Do not walk past. <laughs> what, why are you taking your clothes off? <laughs> just, I think probably just excitement. And, and no, I think, is, is this transferred into adult life? No. It, it must, it, I reckon what happened was I, I, it happened once and Brighton probably won that game. And then I was like, I've got to carry on doing this. <laughs> well, okay, okay. I, I I think what I what I love hearing the stories about you know getting on a train. Mm. It's, it's something I like about the Amex actually that you can get on the get train, on the train and it's free. Train. Yeah. Um, and you head there and then you head to a bar or mm-hmm. or a restaurant and and lots of people meet. Yeah. Before the game. Now, I went to a West Ham game a, f- a couple of years ago now. And I they said, oh, you're going to love the pre-match. Oh, we're going to go to this pub. You'll love it. Is this at Upton Park? or No, it was at the London Olympic. Stadium. The yeah. London. And it was basically a scout hall. Okay. <laughs> Just playing, again, ska music. And then every four or five songs, I'm forever blowing bubbles. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sort of like a single shot and coke, but it's coming out as a triple. <laughs> okay. Smoking indoors, they don't care about the rules. So is this like a kind of some sort of social club? It, it looked like a social yeah. club. It it was very much not not too different to actually the housing estate here, mm. with a scout hall in the middle. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I know there's definitely been some. Um... Like northern away games I've been to where we end up at like some sort of like labour club or something mm. like that, and um, they, those are like absolutely brilliant. Would you would you like Brighton to have been associated with uh, like a particular delicacy before? Like you know, again West Ham, it's pie and mash before the game. Yeah, I mean, I guess now they're generally quite well known for the pies, but um, I one of my favourite memories is that. Um, Hartlepool United, they have a foot long hot dog. Excellent. Like yeah, it's it like literally a foot long. Wow. And it's um not that nice. No. <laughs> but you've got also at Hartlepool and this when we go back to like Labour clubs and stuff, um they after one of the games I went like so living in Newcastle I used to go to Hartlepool a fair bit when we played them. Um they had like a labour club quite near the train station, so the, the ground's quite central. And then um, you uh, pay like some like fifty p to get in, and then it's like fifty p a pint once you're in. It's absolutely <laughs> lud- absolutely ludicrous. And then um, so yeah, you do that, and then head off to the ground and have foot long hot dog. Wow! Yeah. Do you remember how much you would have paid? Something Not like that. much, maybe. 
What's again? No, to, for, for a foot long hot, lock, hot dog. Uh, a couple of quid. See, food at uh, football games used to be a lot more uh, reasonable. Mm. Now they're served up and it's, you know, you've, it's got like gourmet meal. Yeah, I mean, there are some grounds that are absolutely take the mick. Yeah, I think... Uh, Wem- Wembley is terrible for it's that. It's f- £15 for a burger. Yeah, that's absolutely ludicrous. Um, and obviously you've got uh, Spurs who, who now like have a cheese room. Cheese room, yeah. That, that's, 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 that's gone too far. Mm. It's um, not quite. It's not the same, is it? No, it's it's not. It's not your foot long hot dog at Hartlepool, is it? No, I was saying this is very very off topic, but I was saying to uh, Mel yesterday how much I realised that having chili con carne, a chili con carne, whatever you want to call mm. it, is a very much a nineties meal. Yeah, uh, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, at that point it would have been very uh, experimental, wouldn't it? Yeah, and it is that kind of stuff when that came to football grounds. You, that's coming in now as gourmet. Yeah, you can have that in a little pot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it would. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, like, I reckon a club like I could see Arsenal doing a chili con carne for like yeah seventeen fifty for a pot. Of chili. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I um I like the pies at the Amex. They're good. What's your favourite one? Well. I, and the steak, the steak and ale one's good. I like they do some every now and again. They're bringing some like really good special ones. Now the Amex, they they also bring in, don't they bring a guest pie and a guest beer? Um, the away end. They they have dabbled with that, but I don't know whether it's still going. Right. Um. Yeah, they definitely had like a guest beer. Um. The guest pies tend to be more like, like they've had some really good like. They had a chili con carne pie, which is really good. Oh, did they? That was really good. Rice? No, no, no. Like the the mints. Just the mints. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, some of them are great, actually. I last had a pie at the Amex next to uh, our good friend who said, there's nothing better <laughs> than having a chicken pie okay. watching Brighton play Watford. <laughs> <laughs> Watford won 2-0 okay. and and actually secured uh, oh, promotion. Oh, yes. Yeah, I do remember that game, yeah. Yeah, so um, I was having a look at with Dean and I wanted to try and find out the price of a day at with Dean. I couldn't mm. really find uh, too um, much, but I did I did see season ticket prices. Okay, I, I, th- I, think, I think a ticket was about 20 quid. It's still quite a lot of money, isn't it? Yeah, I mean they they were obviously really limited with capacities. So do you remember the season ticket price? No, I can't remember. it was three nine five. Yeah, okay, yeah. So do you know what? It hasn't shot up as much as I thought no. it potentially might. No, no. Uh, there was a lady, however, who made it into BBC News in two thousand and ten, mm-hmm. who kicked off at the hierarchy. Because her season ticket had gone up by ninety pounds. Is this at Brighton? This is at oh, Brighton. Wow. Yeah. So she'd been uh, with Dean. It was in. Um, I found it in a little section earlier. Yeah. She'd been a with Dean season ticket holder for the, for the whole time yeah. since uh, she she'd bought a season ticket after Gillingham. Yeah. And stayed, and made the news by tearing up her season ticket in front of wow. a hierarchy. Wow. And said that she was disgusted 
at the inflation of £90 for what I think is a quite drastically better stadium. Yeah, £90 is like two games worth, <laughs> approximately. Yeah. Um, and in, in doing that, I, I, I ended up on a few uh, sites all about the uh, nostalgia of the Withdean Stadium. Oh, great. Okay. I feel like you'd yeah. really love this. Yeah. Now, do you know um, where in the table of crappest stadiums Withdean was voted? Uh, I imagine, like, pretty much top. It must have been, I'd say top three, surely. It was, it, it was, it was fourth. I can't imagine what it would have been Well, we are going to play a game. I'll see if we can work out, but... So with Dean Stadium, uh, ticket prices were weren't far wrong. It's twenty two pounds. Yeah, sounds about right. Uh, yeah. You did get travel included in that. Oh, though, did you? So, yeah. Okay. Um, capacity six thousand nine hundred and sixty. That's that's what it started off as. And then it it was expanded because they borrowed some seats off the British Open. No, it's the other way around. Oh, was the, it? Yeah, the British Open. Well, this website yeah. has got it wrong. So is there. Uh, so yeah, I only got up to just under nine thousand. Um, but the so Brighton couldn't play; they could only play one home preseason friendly because the seats were being used at the British Open. <laughs> so you, literally, the there's only one permanent stand. Yes, I know. So, um, but six stands altogether, right? Yes. Uh, hang on, one, two, three. Yeah. Four. Yeah, six. Five yeah. of which were uncovered. Yes. Yeah. 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 Also fantastic. Yeah. Uh, imagine that being a plan now. Taking that to a chair and saying, this is what we're thinking. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of very much... And they started off with two, and then they just kind of started adding stuff wherever they could fit it, really. So The Guardian put it as, The Withdean is probably a great place to hold a minor county athletics yeah. meet. Yeah, yeah. And maybe someday they can get back to doing that. You can't help but feel sorry for these Brighton fans. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> um, okay, so we have got three stadiums deemed crapper. <sighs> what what could have been worse? Uh, Shall I give you some uh, some quotes from the various? Yes, yeah, Let's yeah, see if we yeah. can work them out. Okay, so this is for the three. Yeah. I'll tell you that it was. Eleven and a half thousand capacity. Luton. Uh, but, hang on, this isn't how the game works, is it? <laughs> is it Luton? No, it's not Luton. Okay. Uh, okay, so that is approximately the capacity of Luton. But having previously seen the ground in the film ID, I didn't actually think it would ID. actually be that bad. The only good thing was the pipes. <laughs> the pipes. We left in a hurry. Oh. I don't know. Um, okay, here we go. Another one. Visiting, and I'll say it, I won't say the word, was like entering another world, the land that time forgot. The stand at the away end, uh, away end, away end is a huge tin can with water dripping everywhere. It's good to hear that the club are considering reshaping it, but these updates should have been done 10 years ago. Um, I'll tell you that they are a championship club. Um, oh, I'm gone. I, I Do you know what? I, won't, I don't even know if you'll know based on that. Millmore. 
Oh, so Rotherham's old ground, is it? Rotherham's yeah. ground, yeah. Okay. So that was that was third. Have you been to Rotherham's ground? Um, no. No. And they and they've moved since then as well. So. So number two is Luton. It is Luton. <laughs> My fave. Which we've talked about. We don't even need to talk about Luton again. But if you want to, the uh, floor is yours. I, 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 in fact, I heard on a di- talking about a different podcast. I forgot about the feature that along one side of the ground um, is just executive boxes and it looks like a load of conservatories. <laughs> <laughs> so the quote on this one uh, says, to enter the away end, you have to walk through a house. Yep. You go through the front door, up some stairs, and from the top you can see all the other terrace houses. It's not a pretty sight. Yeah. Seats are falling apart. Yeah, and they're packed true. so tightly you can't breathe. Yeah, that is true as well. Yeah. Executive boxes look like flats. It's horrible food, and there are too many police. Yeah, I mean, um, Luton have quite a big kind of connotation with the far right. Old, uh, old, old Tommy Robinson's a, a Luton fan. Is he? Yeah. The less said about him, the better. Yeah. Okay, so number one. Uh, what I don't, I cannot imagine what can be worse than. <laughs> well. Let's say it's it, so. This article was ninth um, of October two thousand and four. Okay. Uh, let's say there are quite major associations at Brighton. Okay. So uh, it's ten and uh, well, nearly eleven thousand capacity. Uh, in two thousand and four, it was only fifteen pounds a ticket. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, so. It topped an observer poll, and a fan's view was typical of many that this never, this place never fails to live down to expectations. It used to be nothing more than a couple of cow sheds knocked together, but after redevelopment, it resembles a nineteen seventies garage forecourt. <laughs> Is it Gillingham? It's yeah, Gillingham, yeah. yeah. So obviously, Brian event essentially paid for the redevelopment of Gillingham. Okay. Yeah, they're. Uh, their their chairman was a bit of a, a we the dealer and I think the the rent that we paid um they used it to do it up a bit. Oh okay. But still, I think partly I imagine people's experiences of that is based on the town itself. So d- uh, do we have any listeners that uh, went to Gillingham? If you if you do did. Uh, do get in touch. Mm. What did you ever go up? And... Um, I only went when with friends. I never. My dad. My dad didn't really want to go up. So why? Why Gillingham and not? I, don't yeah, know, I suppose pl- only Whitehawk. Yeah, yeah, Whitehawk would be too small. No, so they tried with Crawley, um, and the Crawley council around the ground said no. Um, the, the the problem for Brighton was that the previous kind of two seasons. There've been a lot of pitch invasions and things like that, so the media had this quite negative. Even though it's it's pitch invasions is kind of a protest, the media had the quite um, negative vision of what Brighton fans were like. Right. Um, and I think a lot of teams thought, no, he can't be bothered with that. So another option was Millwall's ground, which actually which is quite near, and the Met Police blocked that on the back of Brighton fans' behaviour, which is. Really ironic. It's <laughs> <laughs> <to> Millwall. <laughs> like, come on, we're not that bad. <laughs> no. <clears throat> okay. So 
after this little break, we're going to talk some more about the Theatre of Trees. Yes. That's such a short break. I always forget yeah. that button. Yeah. Um, I wanted to start by asking why it was called the Theatre of Trees. I'm assuming it's just because there are trees on the walkway up to the complex. Um, so it's basically like the... Withdean as an, an area is very, very much become like a leafy suburb. Um, and it's the ground is basically surrounded by woodland. It's got like... So one... If you're looking at it from one a- angle, you've kind of got the pitch and then like basically like a forest. Okay. Basically behind it. Um, so, yeah. And obviously, it's kind of a play on the theatre of dreams. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You, you that, could argue some dreams were made yeah, there. Exactly. A lot of mine were. <laughs> and um, it was August 1999. Yep. Yeah. Do you remember uh, how old would you have been? You would have been what, twelve? Twelve, something like yeah. But do you remember being quite excited about Brighton coming oh, back? Oh, absolutely, home? yeah. And I think there's there's quite a lot made of it, and they obviously had the new kit with uh, with Skint. Oh yes. Um, yeah, and there's definitely, um, the vibe was pretty good. Okay. Definitely, yeah. So it was branded as. A temporary ground. Yep. I mean, it was certainly more permanent than my first marriage. Mm. So. <laughs> yep. Uh, it, was, it was originally supposed to be two years. Yes. Yeah. So and the club found themselves in quite a lot of debt, didn't they? Yeah, I mean, and generally playing there, the council absolutely ripped them off, really. Like, it's a terrible deal. And that's why they had to, they kept on having to add bits on, because they're like, I think they were... I think they were giving the council half of the gate receipts for each game. Really? So even when they were getting 9,000 in, they were essentially playing, they were essentially getting 4,500. Wow. The equivalent of. So the fact they had three seasons in the championship um, with those kind of, with that amount of money coming in. And it wasn't it wasn't really until Tony Bloom took over that, that Brian actually felt that they were able to be comfortable before then it was literally and all the players they got were like cast offs basically Mm. well in 2004 they found themselves in a 9.5 million deficit yeah and there was some various uh fundraising yeah appeals yeah so do you know well does the name tom hark mean anything to oh, you oh yeah 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 so tell me how uh tom hark ended up being played by radio one so <laughs> so tom hark uh was a song by the a brighton based ska band called piranhas right um which and it would have been released probably i imagine in the 80s um but they uh remade of a Attila the Stockbroker, who I talked about earlier, he remade a version of it um, called Tom Hart Brackets, We Want Falmer. Um, and I think it got to something like number 15 in the charts. It was number 17. Number 17, like, like, and I f- yeah, absolutely ludicrous. <laughs> and I think basically everyone just piled on it. Was this at the time, would this have been an iTunes generation? No, 
No, no, no. So this is people going out to their... Lips. I bought it. I bought it. I got How many it. times? Just once. <laughs> 42 times in your garage. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, I, yeah it's a, literally went to HMV and got it on the single, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, outside of Brighton, mm. was anyone buying Tom Hark? I wouldn't have thought so. So that means you've got profit on that. Mm. There, mm. there's a lot of people in the town, in the city, that would have gone and bought this single. Yeah. Was this because they didn't raise enough money from the nude cards? <laughs> I, I think at that point, um, the 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 planning process, um, I think, was at the point where um, the club were having to do anything to get attention. Yeah. Well, so uh, there was a public inquiry, yes. wasn't yeah. there, yeah. into the, the building and yeah. the planning permission. And so they ended up having to fork out seven million yep. for that. Yeah, and I, I genuinely think uh, so. As Lewis District Council were the ones that are opposing it on behalf of the Falmer residents, Falmer Village residents, which falls under them. Um, and I, I firmly believe that their tactic was to just to d- delay everything as long as mu- as long as possible, so the club would go out of business, and then they wouldn't the the thing the whole thing would be void. Right. Um, that is genuinely, and very disappointingly, it was my uh, A-level politics teacher, who was one of the key, he was one of the key members of Lewis District Council. Wow. Yeah, and I really liked him, and then, and then he was kind of like trying to destroy my football club. From, wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was it was it was really stressful. Cause it literally like it could have gone either way, like, and it genuinely. Um, it all came down to, um, it went all the way, all the way to the top. So is the deputy prime minister was John Prescott. Um, it really came down to gut, gut instinct um, from him, who and he obviously come from a very like working class background. He really uh, valued the the place of sport in communities, and that was it. We like Brighton, Brighton as a whole. Just really plugged into, basically tugged on his heartstrings, basically. Wow! And he went for it, yeah. So it's a bit of a romantic story. Yeah, and we and we did stuff like um, on Valentine's Day, we sent him a, a massive Valentine's card. Um, we obviously had the single. Um, there was a political party formed who stood in Lewis District Council against um, all the all of the kind of prominent members of the. Um, the Lib Dem councillors. Yeah. Um, they stood against all of the main ones there, um, and I think actually a few of them lost their seats as a result wow. of that. Yeah. Um, because I think the vibe they're going for was that they're you know using public taxpayers' money to fight Brighton and Albion, and obviously quite a lot of people in their district supported Brighton. So it's like, so that that was that was the avenue they went down. Wow. Well, this is getting uh, a little more serious. Yes. <laughs> so, can we just come back to the naked Christmas cards? I yeah, I don't really remember this, but go. On. So, in two thousand and four, mm-hmm. there was a a movement for basically you could buy packs of nude players mm-hmm. on Christmas cards to raise money. Yeah, you I, do, I you, don't remember this. At I was all, just but... wondering whether you were. 
you know, auditioning with your <laughs> toilet experience. Um, by all accounts, I, I think people talk of it quite fondly because because of the the romance of the shitness of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and there's a there's a website dedicated to European football grounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of European football weekends. No, I haven't. No. Basically, he's done a big article with Dean and I. Okay. And uh, he he seems to be, by all accounts, a Norwich fan that decided to buy a season ticket at Brighton. Okay. (laughs) So he talks about penning 168 articles. Mm-hmm. And uh, he had never featured a with Dean game for some reason. Um, but yeah, so he took he talks it through, and I'll read a little bit from it. Silly old me, I fell out of love paying £450 for a season ticket. I could go on about the lack of atmosphere, the running trek around the pitch, no roof, poor facilities, lack of beer mediocre football but the bottom line was money three seasons ago i waved my little white flag as did almost all of my other mates i discovered that european football weekends were far more interesting Mm. than going to this football league bore okay (laughs) and then it just includes really quite nice pictures of the wifty um Okay, so then he talks about a time that Norwich came. So I was trying to think when Norwich would have been in the same. Oh, a few times, like Championship and and League One. Actually, the the season they had in League One. So were you aware that Delia came to the with Dean? No, no. Oh, here she is. Wow. This guy. So, nine hundred canaries were allowed to swoop down to Sussex due to space restrictions. Is that's that a, true? That's just, that's just what the away end held, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. That was all it was. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it talks about Albion fans being fairly mute throughout at the with Dean. It depended, really. I mean, there definitely were games where it was quite loud. It's, it's kind of... I think the problem was that everything was really spaced out. So everything was really far from each other. All the stands had a quite a big gap. And there's no roof, so the, all the noise just went straight out. But... A lot of the time, it definitely was hardly a raucous atmosphere most of the time. Do you think, if you could, click your fingers and tomorrow be back at with Dean just for, I don't know, three games, would you take it? Um, hmm. I think I'd have to be a teenager again. Okay. I, I've, I think a lot of my kind of romantic... Uh, viewpoint of that era was because that was, was when I was a teenager and that really kind of sums up the whole of this series doesn't it because mm. all of this has been about the romance of being young yeah yeah <laughs> I think yeah I, I, I see why I'm, I, my dad for example he used to go all the time um, when he was a kid um, and now he doesn't really watch any football at all um, I think he's just I think as you get older you kind of you know, your life priorities change and all that kind of stuff. And I think, uh, 
a lot. I think a lot of people fall out of our love of it, really. Okay, it bodes well for me to yeah. start my journey on the season tickets. Well, yeah, obviously Eli's all right. He's still young. So. <laughs> and do, overall, though, you you look back and you think it's been progress. You prefer that they're at the Amex. The the it's, it, the club is unrecognisable to what it was when I was young. It's is 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 in no way connected to what it was then. This particularly uh, this particular question might be a little bit dangerous for a Brighton podcast, but do you feel like you are less of a Brighton fan than you used to be? Um, I'm less. Hmm. It it I'd say I'm less passionate about it. As in, I um, definitely when I was younger, I'd get more upset when we lost and more happy when we won and I think I was more excited to go to games but um I don't know I think I think it's just you know getting old and being married and having kids and stuff means I just it's less it's much less part of my life do you think uh when Felix your son is called Felix uh is old enough you would consider taking him to yeah. some games? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, definitely, and um, and that's that's definitely something I'd look forward to, um, and yeah, because I, I, I feel like if I've had to go through this, then he should, he has to as well. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, really, that's kind of why we all fall in love with it. It's just creating like some sort of memory or emotive tie to yeah, it yeah and i think a lot of it is about identity and just clinging on to something and having um I've, a lot of it's like like bonding like a lot of like my friendships are based around not based around but like a large part of it and um is the fact that you know both sport brighton or whatever and you know they're people i go to games with that kind of stuff and it's definitely um, it's definitely a thing that I is part of my identity, without a doubt. Like, um, but it's, I don't know. It, it's 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 weird. I think I still obviously know a lot about Brian about it, but um, I do still care about it. It's just it's different. Can't quite remember why. It is probably just getting old. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you now, Chile Goncani used to be a lot nicer in the 90s Definitely. as well. <laughs> and I, for one, can't wait to uh, to stand at Falmer Station and explain yeah. to Eli that we won't be getting a train for the next 45 Four hours. minutes. <laughs> well, it's been an absolute pleasure to yeah. talk through uh, some of the highs and lows of the Albion of the last 14, 14 weeks yeah. with you. Wow. Uh, Thank you to everyone that's listened to all. Yeah, we 14. really do appreciate it. Um, and if you know, if you do happen to know what we look like and see us at the quiz, do come over and say hi. Yep. Otherwise, uh, you know, we will see you again. We're going to have a sort of a little break and work out how to come back. Yeah. We've got we've got a few ideas about next season. A few little different things. We will be uh, DMing Jeff Linton. Absolutely. So, uh, again, thanks for listening. Yep. We will see you very soon. And uh, enjoy the Euros. Please, mm. please enjoy the Euros. Yeah. For whatever, you know, whatever you think about international football. Mm. We're allowed to hug each other again. <laughs> so have a barbecue and do that. Yeah. 
See you soon. Bye-bye. Just a couple of minutes left. Brighton have to hang on with 10 men. And here come Palace now. That's a nice pass into the area. Need to get a shot away. There's the drive. Oh, it's crept in. Sensational 90th minute. Put Palace ahead for the first time in the game. With seconds remaining, surely that's all three points for the visitors.